Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Sliding Door Screens. Are you tired of bugs flying into your house? Then you should get a sliding door screen. It allows you to have the door open so you can have a nice draft, but the bugs don't get in. Nor can uh, perpetrators or unruly pets. Try sliding door screens at a nearby hardware store by you. Raymond, why don't you tell them where they can find us? You can find us on facebook.com slash thegoldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at thegoldcast underscore. You can also follow us on Instagram at thegoldcast. And you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker, The Goldcast. Subscribe. That way you get live notifications when we go live whether that's listening to it on YouTube or turning on your Stitcher, or if you're an iOS user, then iTunes is going to be your best platform to listen to us. But make sure to subscribe. That way you'll get notifications and you can stay on top of all of our Niner news. I like and, how, oh, I'm sorry, Bay Area sports news. I like how you said iOS instead of just Apple. I thought that was very fancy of you. That is the technical term. <laughs> it sure is. So we're about to get into this. We've got a huge squad of gold cast uh previous guest hosts and uh we have a we have a couple new guys joining the fray this should be pretty fun very exciting stuff the draft has come and gone and we're here to talk about it we're going to be focusing primarily obviously on your team the 49ers and we're also going to be touching a little bit on obviously what the raiders have done the bears trade and of course those pesky rams so uh, let's get into it, Goldcast. Here we go. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. And our Los Angeles co-host. Louis B. And then we got a shitload of guests on this podcast right now. We got Pete, Pete Zimmer all the way from San Francisco. We got Coy Thomas all the way from San Francisco. And we got Max Marsh all the way from L.A. Pete, say what's up, bro. What's up, bro? Coy, say, hey, welcome to the Goldcast, Coy. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Max, you as well. We've talked about getting you on for a while. Welcome to the Goldcast, bud. Yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. All right, so let's get into it. Huge, huge draft, depending on what your team was. Uh, lots and lots of stuff happened. We're going to get right into it. Let's start with the first round. Obviously, the what, easily one of the biggest topics of conversation on all different sides was the first round trade between the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears. We traded our second pick to the Bears for their third round pick in, in exchange for three picks this year and one for 2018. Uh, Bears pick up Mitchell Trubisky, and we get Solomon Thomas, our defensive end. Raymond, we're going to start with you. Initial thoughts on that trade? Absolute steal. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. When I heard that the Niners had moved up or moved down only one spot, I was like, one spot? And then later I read that Shanahan said, leaned over to Lynch and said, um, that's not for a defensive player. Like, meaning the Bears move 
whoever they want, it's certainly not a defensive player. So meaning that you can rest easy because we're still going to get our guy, which is they wanted Solomon Thomas all the way. I think if if the Browns had picked Thomas, then we would have gotten um, what's his name, uh, Miles Garrett, because I think he was in their top ten. So the fact that we got gave up our third pick for a guy that the Bears didn't even want and then loaded up one for next year and three following one of those picks that we ended up using to trade back into the first round. I thought it was awesome. The Bears paid for our first two picks. Absolutely. So now let's, I want to bring this over to you, Max. All right. You're our Chicago fan. This, man, this really, it really messed some people up. I saw some a lot of reactions on ESPN. There's all kinds of reactions on Twitter. How do you feel about this trade? And let me ask you, what what were the Bears thinking? And I don't mean that like to, like I'm not messing. I'm like literally, what were the Bears? What was the Bear thinking from the Bears front office? What do you, why do you think they made that decision? All right. Um, well, for me, first thing, uh, go, even going into the draft, I texted I texted a bunch of my friends. We had a group chat going on before the draft, and they're like, "Who do you think we're going to draft?" And I said, "Literally anybody but Mitch Trubinsky." That was my. That was exactly what I sent. Um, and so I was I was terrified. Um, so it happened. And granted, I think I don't think there's a single Bears fan that didn't freak out briefly from a the trade and then the choice. Uh, I think we all kind of took a, a pretty, pretty big sigh. Um, but for me, what I, in, in my mind, what I view is you had to believe that they were trade that they that they at least believed that they were trading against somebody else, that mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't just jumping up for no apparent reason. They believed that somebody uh, I would think the Browns or another team that was in need of a quarterback. Uh, was trading up so that they could get Trubinsky. I, I, I think it's pretty clear. I think m- most teams or a lot of teams had Trubinsky as probably the number one quarterback available. Um, so I think that in their minds, and I think it's been set in, in motion for a long time, after hearing this, the stuff that they were talking about, uh, they had mentioned that, that this was something that's been in the works for a long time and that they were really thinking about this for weeks up before the draft. Uh, so I believe that they were trading up against somebody else i've heard a lot of niner fans or or people that were covering it saying that like you know the niners conned them realistically and and that could be the case maybe maybe lynch lied maybe maybe they told them that they were planning on taking him or they or maybe they told them that you know another team was planning on taking him i don't think the bears honestly believed the niners to be taking a quarterback that didn't make sense because then the team wouldn't have traded them you know they wouldn't have traded the pick if their goal was to draft a quarterback uh, so I think that the Bears believe that they were trading up against somebody else. Because if not, that trade literally is the dumbest thing in the history of the world. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, so, can I say something? Yeah. Raider fan here. Yeah, please, Pete. As a Raider fan, you know what that smell is you're smelling out there, Max, in Chicago? It's called a dumpster fire. And it's exactly what I smelled every year at the draft. Marcus Russell and all that other crap. That's what you have on your hands, man. That's a dumpster fire. And until, until Reggie McKenzie got there, that's what we had, bro. Hot take. Damn. So yeah, okay. So yeah, okay. Now hold on. You said anybody but Mitchell Trubisky. So le- explain to me what your what were your reservations about him uh, from the get go, Max? Um, I I don't believe this to be a very strong quarterback year. Um, I don't believe uh, I, I don't believe that a quarterback would have changed the way our team would work. I don't believe that that would put us in a better position to win, even for the future. Um, I, I I was. I was afraid that they would make a choice like that, that they would try to make a big splash, try to get somebody, because it's, it's hard. Being a Bears fan, our best quarterback of all time is Jay Cutler, and that's a terrifying thing to say. <laughs> he is literally the best quarterback we have More than ever Jim McMahon? had. Yeah, he's the best quarterback we've ever had. Jim Mc, we love Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is a hero. Jim, Jim McMahon fought his heart out 
and just would bleed everywhere and get his just his legs ripped apart. And we loved that. But Jay Cutler is a better quarterback than Jim McMahon. And, and he, <laughs> Jay and, 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 and that, shit. Hey, I, I, I'm, am I saying that he's a great quarterback? Not at all. That's the sad thing. He's a, he, that's a terrifying thing as a franchise that is the oldest franchise in the history of professional football. That Our best quarterback is Jay Cutler. And we literally just got rid of him for nothing because we just couldn't handle him around anymore. You know? And so mm-hmm. we needed we I believe that we that we needed a quarterback and they needed to do something like that. I I I wanted a defensive player. Um I I I honestly don't think they would have taken Solomon Thomas even if he was available. Um I think that I think that they would be going more safety, more at least I would imagine, but the rest of the draft played out and obviously they didn't think that safety or defensive back was an important position for them for whatever reason. So I feel like the Bears were in a similar position as the Niners, where quarterback was a need, but because the quarterbacks weren't strong coming into the draft, that they needed to stock up on the positions that were strong, and because Chicago had a lot of needs that they that wasn't a bad position to be in because the draft had those had those those voids, you know, had that those potential players there, and the Niners, I feel like, really took advantage of that, whereas the Bears kind of went about it backwards. No, and 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 I I agree with that. I agree, I agree with that to a point. I think this this is what I believe. So so having a couple of days to sit on it, I I a did not like our draft at all in any single aspect of it. The entire time I was ridiculing the whole thing. I, I you know hearing Mitch Trubinsky talk is a just a chore. Is he is the sounds like the dumbest <laughs> human being has ever spoken a word. He, he, I, I, it was it was terrifying because you had I, I believe that they thought that they were getting a Drew Brees. That's that's you have to look at at where Pace came from. Pace came from the Saints, and if you look at this draft, it's a very Saints draft. It's like he's trying to recreate what the Saints were. He goes a former basketball player, enormous athletic tight end in round two. He goes a he goes he goes statistically the most accurate quarterback in the draft as the number two overall pick. He goes Darren Sproles in round four. He goes Jari Evans, uh, a no name guy out of a Division two school in round five. You know, he 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 was really trying to recreate the Saints draft, I think, in this. And I think that that's what he's going for. And if they believe that those guys, I don't get paid money to scout to, to scout college athletes. And most of the footage that I watched of these guys looked like it was filmed by my dad because they're division two schools, you know. So I have no idea about any of these guys. So I have to believe that, that what they thought that they were getting out of Mitch Trubinsky is a Drew Brees. They thought that that's what he was. And if that's their guy, they did everything they took to get their guy. I don't like him. I don't like the pick. But if that's what they believe he can be, then, then, then you know, the picks that we give up for him doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. If he ends up being Drew Brees or a, even remotely like Drew Brees, the picks really don't matter as much. I, I, right. I really Then don't. it becomes the greatest, you know, the, the greatest trade of all time if he becomes great. And if he doesn't, then it becomes, you know, the biggest blunder, which is what everyone's kind of seen it as right now thus far. It's still too early to tell, too. It's still way too early to tell. You could be right. You could be right. You could sit on the bench behind um, Glennon for a year and then come out and and maybe he's he's pro-ready by next year. Hey, Pete, do you think Trubisky's pro-ready by next year? I I don't know the kid that well. I just know he only has 13 starts. And I was hearing a bunch of stuff and read a bunch of stuff that this is a kind of a move to save – John Fox's ass because he it give, buys him a couple more years as a head coach because now they have a backup and he doesn't have to win right now and all that kind of stuff. That could be it. But, I mean, he only has 13 starts in the NFL and he might be great. But, my, I mean, 
unless unless that line it. is stout, then then he's gonna he's gonna be falling into a position where he could potentially go the Blaine Gabbert path, or even the Alex Smith path, where your supporting right. cast has not been filled adequately to to really help supplement his his development. And I will intervene real fast and just say too, not and not, I'm not sure we all understand that, but. 13 starts in college. It's a, you said NFL by, by accident, but yeah, they're obviously 13 oh. college, which which I'm in the same boat as you. That's, dude, 13 starts yeah, in believe, college. I and believe that's you have did, your name. And he did, sorry, he did lose, I think he lost four of his five, four of his last five. I think he lost. He, he told, what was the fi- final was? Eight and eight and five, right? That eight, was his, eight, he was eight, eight and five. five yeah. Eight and five. Coy, any thoughts on, on uh, Mitch Trubisky? I mean, nothing that, you know, some everyone pretty much didn't already say themselves. I mean, the guy only has 13 college football starts. That's not enough. That's not enough. And honestly, I was just I, – I couldn't stop shaking my head at the Bears. I'm like, dude, they just – they got fooled. I mean, there's no – I just – I don't understand. I, I didn't understand. You know, I, I heard that there were some other, you know, um, trade deals on the table. But I just don't think that – anything was i don't i don't think that they that they still could have got him at three why did they have to move up one spot yeah. i just don't i mean I, I, some, again with the one somebody spot, else though, somebody else was bidding for the two spot but that, no that, one no one was gonna do it no i mean i don't i just don't believe that anyone was gonna to, was gonna go up there and get him <laughs> i really don't no, i just think that, could be, i think, the, could I think right. the bears i think the bears got ousted on that one seriously lynch, I, lynch I, said I, that him and the bears talked a week before the draft to like set the table for a potential trade and then as it got to draft day that's when he started hooking in more calls and then when the bears came calling again or vice versa he the bears were inquiring about the two pit position and i think lynch probably also kind of sold it a little bit saying yeah yeah i've got some people you know just like in my business like you know in real estate sometimes you know you you gotta fluff a little bit but um but i think lynch kind of fluffed a little bit to to help sell the fact that that oh uh, you know I do I got some people circling the wagon so what are you gonna do, you know you you don't know whether that person's really gonna make a move or not so it's a dice roll, as he should have though that's a great that's a great move that's a really smart move to just say hey, people are asking blah 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 because you know that that team's quarterback hungry that was no it's a it's a great move I think that's but I like I agree I like Matt what Max said about the fact that that maybe there were maybe there were other teams we don't know maybe there were other teams that. You know, we're we're going for that pick, and you know, what I mean, maybe they, they felt I the think, heat of it. There's a lot of things I'm not. I but. think, for sorry, I don't mean to cut you, but I think for me, what what I keep looking at is it can't possibly, I, unless like, and it's true. Either it's the dumbest trade in the history of the world because they 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 sent anything. You sent a toaster to anybody for a pick above you that wasn't going to take a guy. If there's nobody else trading for that guy, that's a dumb trade. It's that th- that's that's the way it is. You could give somebody five bucks for the trade above you if no one's trading for you. That's a dumb trade. Like that that that's impossible. It doesn't make it doesn't make actual sense. So you have to believe that they at least believe that somebody was doing that. And if not, that's a great call by by Lynch. You you, you have to commend him for it. But I, I don't think there's a world in which they just sent, you know, th- four extra picks for one pick above them. It's just not that just isn't rational. And just you know, just to say something, it's it's selling one on one. Look, here's the thing. Let's just say there was two other two other trade deals on the on the table. Here's one. Here's one scenario. Here, let me offer you a third round pick, and then the other one's like, oh, I'll give you a, a fourth round, a fifth round pick to move up, you know, a few spots or whatever, or, you know, or whatever, you know, like 
either way, the deal, the deals that were on the table were nowhere near as the size of the ones that the Bears gave. You know what True. I mean? And, so like, I just like. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the Bears felt like the, whatever whatever John Lynch said, the Bears felt like they had to they had to drop they had to drop a deal on the table that nobody else could match, and then everyone and if yeah. they, you know, and whoever was there, they backed off, and that was it. You know. Right. Whether the other bid was legitimate or not, I think, you know, if you're in the Bears position, he's thinking, if I don't make this deal and we lose out on this player, you know, it's like I'd rather go. It's it's like baseball. You'd rather go down swinging than looking. Yep. OK, so check this out. Let's move on. Let's move on to this next one. This is another one that kind of was there was a lot of rumors surrounding it. Let's look at the Raiders. So I thought. I swear, when your guys' pick came up, I'm, I'm looking at you, Pete and Coy. When that pick came up, I thought for sure you guys were taking Reuben Foster. It looked like everything was everything. Everything I'd been reading was I was. They were saying that if if Reuben Foster fell, if the if he even did, which most people didn't think he'd fall that far, but they said if he did, the Raiders were most likely going to try and get him. And I thought. For sure, when your when your pick was up, I was looking at that screen. I was like, "They're gonna grab Reuben Foster. They're gonna grab Reuben Foster," and then we do, and then you don't. Now, Corey, we talked about this a little bit that night on text. You had mentioned about the off the field, the off the field concerns, which is my concern as well. Was with two, but now you've got this cornerback out of Ohio State. You got Conley with this this rape allegation. Now, you know, according to him. He's really, you know, he's really adamant. He's gonna go do some sort of, I don't know what kind of test he's doing for. He might have already done it, or he's doing it on Monday. I want to start with you, Coy, and then we'll go to you, Pete. A thoughts about Conley and his off the field concerns, and how do you feel about that first pick? When Reggie McKenzie says we did our due diligence, I believe that's all there is to it. I mean, he said, and I also heard that he went and did a, um, he got like an, on a polygraph and he passed. I mean, the Raiders don't just – I mean, I know that in the past the Raiders have made really stupid draft decisions, but when Reggie McKenzie says we did our due diligence and we believe in, in all facets of the conversation that he is not guilty of this crime, you know what I mean, that I, I believe it. And that's that's all there is to it. And honestly, like, dude, like he's got the pedigree, the background. He's tall, long. He We needed a cornerback. We don't need – this is the, this is the coach and me talking. Okay, so you know the last couple of years we've picked up a couple of linebackers, a few linebackers, near on ball, Ben Heaney. Oh, Coy, um, give, give give the give the rest of the gold cast and and our listeners just your background real quick, just so so they know what what you're what you mean, what you do. Okay, 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 yeah. Um, well, listen. So you know, I I played I played ball for seven years, um, and then I also I've coached for five years. I took this last season off, but the last three years I coached in Piedmont, which is in which is in Oakland, right across the bay from the San Francisco, and uh, we were back to back back shoreline champions for a division high school football team. I, I was the defensive coordinator for the JV team and the defensive backs coach for the varsity, so I had my hands in both both uh, squads That's super all year dope. long. So it was so it was so rewarding, so much fun, and like honestly, like I it, it changed my whole life. So I, I really loved it a lot, you know. And, and so, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying, like, you know, these they didn't just draft these guys for no reason. Like, they drafted these dudes because they want them to – they want to develop them. And that's one thing about this coaching staff the Raiders have right now. There's over 126 years of NFL playing experience on the coaching staff. So they're drafting guys, and if they're not exactly the mold that they want them to be, they're going to still give them a shot. I mean, we're, all, we're still within one or two years of drafting them, so they want to develop them. We don't need – to add another Reuben Foster hash or like, you know, like, like I would call him an Aldon Smith type fool with a bad 
which is like, I mean, his his personality, dude. I just he just I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with someone like that. So, Pete, going to you, how did you feel about Conley? <sighs> to be honest, I I I had seen him play at Ohio State because he's the picked on corner at Ohio State, and you know Ohio State's always on for whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> uh, he's. I mean, the kid's good. Okay, as a football player, he's a quality, quality pick. I would have liked the middle linebacker, but I believe that the linebackers we have are better than the corners that we have. You know, um, could we use an upgrade at both positions? Sure, but I honestly believe. And you know, the Raiders are the Raiders. They have they have a long history of incredible corners, and that plays that plays into some decisions. If this guy and and I completely 100% agree with Coy that Reggie McKenzie's built up enough equity that he says, you know, with with Raider fans and with Raider Nation, that if he says, hey, this guy's good, we've done our research, we believe the kid, it's good. But it is a risk. There is a risk. You know, because otherwise, if the kid ends up in jail, you know, we just wasted a pick. Pete, not to cut you off, but, like, dude, I mean, it's not just Reggie. It's also Jack Del Rio and Ken Norton. Dude, Ken Norton won three Super Bowls in three years in a row. Like, dude, like, and he also won one in Seattle, too. Like, Jack Del Rio played. I mean, these these are no-nonsense people. That's all I can say. Like, you know, like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're players, they're people, they're coaches who played the game for a long time and, and had illustrious NFL careers, and now they coach, too, and they've coached for years. I trust what they say. Like, I, there's no way I couldn't. I mean, they're, they're teachers. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what they do. I will say this. I do believe – I do agree with you guys. I do believe the front office of the Oakland Raiders has – has definitely earned some equity, and the and the decisions you guys have made since this front office has been put in so far have proven to pan out very well. You know, you guys are doing really good. Derek Carr's a beast. I think you were one quarterback injury away from go, facing the Pats, possibly in the AFC Championship. And I thought you were the only team that actually could contend with them seriously at that level um, in the playoffs. Once you guys went down, I thought for sure. I thought I think the Pats are going to go. You know, I think there's anyone. I don't think there's anyone that could stop them. You guys were like my last hope of someone stopping the the Pats. And this is coming from a Niners fan, so you know it's got to be real. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's how you know. Uh, Max, any thoughts on uh, on Conley? Uh, I think, especially lately, um, I think a lot of personal conduct stuff has come into play a lot more. Uh, I think I think it really does, and I think it's it's really telling too that it, it came between. Two guys that are inarguable in terms of how much talent they have. Uh, Reggie Ragland, I, I, I wanted him to go to the, to the Raiders because I, I mean, I think the guy's an absolute freak of nature. He's, he's a shutdown cover linebacker, which is amazing. There's not a lot of those guys coming out, coming out of college anymore, you know? And, and it's, it's, it's starting a lot more, too. But, I, I mean, I, it, it, you have to believe. And again, I, I echo what everybody else is saying. Their, their staff, their front office has done an unbelievable job since the, the, the Davis is, you know, stopped taking over everything. You know, they've really done a good job. And if they do take people with personal conduct issues, you know, it's, it, it's always been very, very well vetted. They've, they've always, you know, taken a really good look at that stuff since, since new um, front office. But, I mean, there, there is obviously a concern. There's obviously a concern because if anything ends up happening with this, it's, it's going to be a big deal. It's the number it's, it's their first round pick. Um, but, but I mean, you, you gotta, I mean, a corner corner is clearly a more pressing need than, than inside linebacker, I think for the Raiders. And if they believe that they have a shutdown corner for the next seven, eight years, I, I mean, I think that's worth, that's, that's worth more. And I think if they really check that out, you know, what else can you ask for? Well, you know, and, and I, 
uh, kind of the same thing in in Conley's defense. I, I obviously, obviously, none of us were there. Obviously, none of us know what happened. But already, the story, like the story being presented by the accuser, isn't consistent with even what's being shown on the videos. So, like, it, there's already a lot of inconsistency going on there. And you know, hopefully, it turns out. Hopefully, Conley didn't do anything. I, I hopefully, you know, because I wouldn't wish obviously that event upon any woman. And hopefully, a guy with his level of talent isn't in a situation where he completely messes up his life up for one dumb decision. And so hopefully it comes out that there's nothing to be worried about and everything's fine, you know? So let's move on. Isn't that what, isn't that what we all hope, man? My God. <laughs> isn't, isn't, that what, isn't that what we say about all our players? <laughs> God, I really yeah. hope nothing happens. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, think it just, I think it's just the, uh, the optics of it that make it look worse than it actually is, you know, because it's like an allegation, nothing's been charged, you know, but I mean, for, if, to step away, that's really the only thing that people are kind of harping on the Raiders about is because the NFL is really big on having clean players and having a clean PR record and players that come in with these flags. Um, this guy had a bigger flag than even Reuben Foster, although Reuben Foster kind of showed a little bit of arrogance, which to me was a little bit um, contradicting to contradictory to what Lynch wants to the type of player that Lynch wants to recruit, but perhaps he's thinking he can corral him in and kind of help mold him into the consummate pro that he aspires the whole team to be. So, but in terms of football, I think he's exactly what the Raiders needed. You guys are 24th in against the pass last year. So that was a glaring hole that needed to be filled. All right. So let's move on. So the Rams finally get back on the board, Louie. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Well, let's be dead real. Really, who cares? You know what I mean? The draft we had, really, who gives a shit? God damn it. My Our draft, oh man. Dude, I'm sitting here, so I'm sitting there. I wasn't able to watch the second round live. I mean, why would I watch the first round? We didn't have a pick. So I, I watched the second round live. And uh, and I'm 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 taking a look at updates. I'm waiting for us to pick, waiting for us to pick, and I see that we traded down. I was like, awesome, great. Like let's 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 try to get some picks for next year because you know like at least or or this year more in the second round, whatever. So we traded down. I was happy with that. And then uh, I was like missing the news. I didn't see, and I see that we pick a tight end named Gerald Everett, who, mind you is a, a freak he's an athletic freak uh really big and really fast and that's awesome he has great hands big body dude that's great dude i love weapons but we picked a tight end with our first pick we have a mediocre at best offensive line we have no receiving core outside of mr Tavon austin uh we have we have uh, our D, our secondary is completely depleted. There's no one to compliment Aaron Donald on the defensive line. Robert Quinn is starting to lose his step. I mean, we're we are hurting in literally every position, including tight end. But I didn't think it was that high on the list for them to take him as their first pick of the draft, and we didn't have a first round. So I mean, like I was insanely upset about it. I thought we had a terrible draft. Uh, if Les Snead is still the, which he should have been the GM this year, if he's still the GM, uh, after this season, I will be shocked. I think he's going to be let go of, um, and I mean, yeah, we just, I mean, we picked, we picked Gerald Everett, Cooper cup who made, who looked like speed. He looked, you know, he looked kind of like that interior slot guy. Like, a you know, I, I wouldn't say Julian Edelman because he has yet to prove anything, but maybe, you know, like a, like a Cole Beasley or someone, just a fast, quick guy, a good route runner. Um, which is nice. That's good. I like that third round pick, but like, 
man, that second rounder, we could have gotten an elite. This cornerback draft was so deep. Like, yeah, you, yeah, I'm not saying we could have gotten a top-notch guy, but you could have gotten someone else. Um, what's a, a safety? A what's his name? Um, uh, the the guy who Dallas picked up. Uh, in the yeah yeah uh, uh, exactly. Awuzabi, I can't remember how I can't even pronounce I'm not I, know, I can't say his name the I Colorado guy that's all I know yeah the Colorado <laughs> kid that kid when when I saw that a I was really upset that Dallas picked him up because I knew the Niners had their eye on him and and we were up about two or three picks later and we grabbed a cornerback which meant I knew he was on our list because we we immediately grabbed the next best cornerback available but I was really surprised the Rams didn't pick him up I was really surprised once I saw that he was I didn't realize he was still on the board until I saw Dallas pick him. And that's when I text you, and I was like, "Why didn't you guys pick that guy up? Why did you pick up this tight end? You didn't pick up that cornerback." <laughs> Went the Rams up... trying to shop Tremaine Johnson too. Yes. Oh yeah, because why do we need a, a, a secondary? Why would you need to stop the pass? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, bro. I don't understand what where their heads are at. And again, and like you know, I'll, I'll reiterate, Max. Like I'm, dude. I watch a lot of football and I have for a lot of years, but I'm I'm not paid to be a talent scout, so I get it. Like that, yeah, maybe they're seeing things that I'm not. But, bro, there is no world where it's like, oh, we got Gerald Everett. Well, hey, well, now we're going to be a top-flight offense. Like, no, dude, we still have a lot of holes. Our offensive line still can't block for shit for Jared Goff. Goff ain't going to do anything if he doesn't have time to throw the ball. And vice versa, we can't get the ball in the field. We can get the ball in the field, but we can't move it down if we're getting scored on every drive because our secondary can't stop anything. We have no safety. We have no safety help. And Tremaine Johnson is a good corner, but he's the only guy. We don't have any big guy, big big gun safeties. Our other cornerback, who is usually is EJ Gaines, who had a promising rookie year, but since has just been has totally fizzled out. We have no, literally no secondary. And I understand we're in the NFC West, and it's not a big high, you know, high flying offenses. But bro, we're, there's still the rest of the league we got to worry about. So I was no, I was unbelievably shocked. I can't believe that it was a tight end. I thought we would for sure at least go line or, or defense. I know it wasn't a deep offensive line draft, so I thought for sure we'll go corner or go safety or something. Um, when we traded down, like I said, I liked it. But now that I figured out that the court, the Colorado guy was still there, we could have signed him. I mean, it's just, uh, dude, yeah, I'm so happy at all. I mean, dude, the article that Rudy just sent me for their draft grade was a C minus. That's the highest I've seen. I mean, I'm shocked at that. Like, they, I've seen D's mostly, and I agree with that. Like, we had a horrendous, we had a horrendous draft. We're literally still going to be if we win more than four games next year, I'll be shocked. We're going to be four and twelve again. There's, I'm not. Hey, you can beat, keep beating the Niners, or the Niners keep beating you, or how's that work? Oh yeah, we always uh, we always well, beat until, the Niners. Until last we always beat the Rams. Year. Trade. <laughs> <laughs> Until last year, you, you dicks. Until last year, it wasn't a problem. But of course, we gave the Niners their only two goddamn wins of the year last year, just to spite the shit out of me. Hold on, oh, Pete. God. Pete, I've got. I got to tell you the story. I got to tell you the story, Pete. So, <laughs> we're we're at my engagement party here in LA last summer, right? And my dad, who's like always our spiritual, unofficial member of the Gold Cast, my dad is sitting there. And we're going over, just like we've done many times drunkenly in the middle of the night at Pete's house, going over what we believe the records for next season are going to be. My dad tells Louie, he goes, he goes, your team, the Rams, they're going to go 4-12, and 12, and I predict that the Niners are going to sweep you. And Louie just loses his shit. He goes, okay, no, that's not happening. No, he just loses his shit. So what, now you tell him the next, you tell him the week four text, Louie, the situation where you call Oh, him. my God. 
So, now, now I must say, I, 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 we might we might have said this, but I want the other guys in the Goldcast to hear this again, and everyone should hear the Goldcast Nation should just hear this story again because this is insane. This is why this is why Rudy uh, Rudy Junior or Rudy Senior to me is just is just an uh, the 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 omen or philosopher, whatever you want to call him of this gold cast. He tells me that and I lose my shit. And then it's now a week four and the Rams are three and one. The Rams are three and one in week four. And I text Rudy and I go, bro, you do realize that the Rams have to lose 11 of their next 12 in order for your dad to be right. And we lost 11 <laughs> of our next 12. Do you guys understand? How insane that is! That shouldn't happen in in life. And then we just and then we started losing, and it's like week ten, and we're sort of like three and eight. And I'm like, all right, well now I'm getting a little nervous. Like, why haven't we won a game in five weeks? And then it just went. We lo- we won one of the next eleven. I mean, it was it was brutal to watch. Um, and yeah, he was totally right. We got swept by the Niners, and. Uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, we went four and twelve. Yep, Un- unfathomable. All right, so let's go through this. I want. I'm gonna go through some draft grades. I've been pulled up. I just pulled up. You know, three three of the big sites. I went Bleacher Report, ESPN, and Sports Illustrated. And then I'm gonna jump around. I want to hear everyone's thoughts. So Bleacher Report, Niners A minus, Rams B minus, Raiders B, Bears C. Uh, ESPN Mel Kuyper, he said Niners A minus, Rams C minus, Raiders C, Bears C plus. Sports Illustrated, Niners said A minus, Rams C, Raiders B minus, Bears C minus. So hearing those, go. Let's first. I want to start with you, Raymond. How do you? Well, I mean, I don't think you're going to have too much of an issue with A minuses across the board. But how do you feel about the draft in general? Do you do you agree with that letter? That letter grade. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy because Lynch Lynch has really shocked me. I mean, I knew how good of a player he was. I just didn't know if that if that prowess as a player was going to translate as a GM because it's two different worlds. I mean, even player to coach is is vastly different. You know, even if you do have you know Super Bowl rings, you know, to give you credibility. You know, Mike Singletary is a Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl winner, and he was not a very good coach for the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, that's proof in the pudding that, you know, just because you've won it and you were you were the best at your position during your time doesn't always mean that you can teach it. So, um, but John Lynch to me looks like, looks extremely surgical and specific in what he's doing, where the free agency he stacked up on offense and then he, he so he front ended the offense via free agency and then in the draft he front ended the defense and then on the back end of the draft he got in a bunch of offense half mostly offense some defense um, to basically all those guys so that the impact players are on defense they're gonna start and then your offensive guys are gonna learn under the veteran guys that you picked up via free agency so it looks very very clear that there is a clear plan in place and that is something that I haven't seen in a while. So it was very refreshing. <laughs> you mean the entire Trent Bulky era? So yeah. Pete, why, Pete, why don't you go off on this for a second? Because Pete, for like three years, has just ripped Trent Bulky to me for like three that guy was years. Garbage. Yeah. The, the one thing I, the, my only real football expertise outside of my fandom, is that I know what garbage ass football and garbage ass front offices look like because I'm a <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, that's where my expertise on, is. Like I said, I can smell a dumpster fire when I see one, 
And I know when a guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, or he's just not doing it right. He's just he's being stubborn for no apparent reason. Like, I'm sure there's back-end reasons that these guys make these decisions. We don't get to see them because, we, like we all said, we don't evaluate talent for, for you know, a, a living. But at the end of the day, most of those guys, like, when they're just dumpster fires and horrible picks, and you're like, why is this guy drafting the same player two years in a row in the first round? That guy's got to go. <laughs> so that's my opinion on Ben Bulky. Plus, he was also <laughs> the worst interview uh, that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, he, he, it, uh, dude, it doesn't matter. I, like, I would watch him on TV when I would watch, like, uh, the stuff on CSN and all that stuff. It's like, dude, you are the most boring human being in the world. Like, there's, like, your wife must hate you. You're so boring. Like, you have to have some sort of personality to at least sell, sell stuff. Like, you know, John Lynch is a charming guy and he charmed the shit out of the fucking Chicago Bears. He has personality. <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty sure Trent Polky's not fooling anybody. Well, I was saying this. <laughs> I, I told I told my brother. I said I think I realized the re- the reason everyone traded with Trent Polky is because they knew he wasn't going to get anybody good, <laughs> so they didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter to them. So like, true. Sure, sure, so sure. True. You want this trade? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the guy, guy has a dodgy past and a history of knee injuries. Let's get him. Yeah. Hey, we didn't get anyone with a torn ACL this year. I'm really happy. I that to me that it's that alone. May, I feel we won the draft. That alone, <laughs> nobody with <laughs> a torn ACL. So let's move on to the Raiders. How do you guys feel about gener- your overall grade? You get a B from Bleacher Report, C C from ESPN, and then a B minus from Sports Illustrated. But how do you guys feel, Coy? Let's start with you. Overall, looking at the entire. Uh, draft, how do you feel walking out? Do you feel more confident in the middle? Where are you at? Um, I feel pretty good throughout the whole entire thing, to be honest with you. Um, there's only one pick that I didn't really understand, and that was that running back that we got from North Carolina. I don't know if you guys saw any highlights of that kid, but he's like, he looks fat and slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the, like, that's we, like so we, so he's fat and slow, and we have Marshawn Lynch, DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard, who are all like, I, I, we have three capable running backs. Plus, we have Jameez Olawale. I have no idea why we just drafted a fat, slow running back. Like, there was no reason for that. There didn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason. But the offensive linemen we got are going to add a little bit more competition to our, to our, you know, to the guys we drafted from a couple years ago over the past couple years with Reggie. You know, add some more competition to the O line. That's good for the offense. I like that. Um, that OB kid, that six four safety dude, like that's retarded. And then Conley, I mean, we definitely hit where we needed to. We got a couple of backup players to add a little bit more depth and a little bit more competition to to those to those areas of need. And I think that's really what you want, you know, because it's like like hey, if I have this one starter and he's maybe he's not becoming what I want him to become. Maybe if I add a couple more guys in the mix and hey, you know what, like maybe that guy starts working a little bit harder you know what i mean and like that's kind of just how it works like if, if, if you can if you compete really hard at practice and stack good practices on on top of good practices you're gonna have come come sunday you're gonna play a good football game that's it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of where i'm at and you know what i have i'm sorry i have to touch on the niner thing real quick dude you guys are acting like you won the draft give me a break this guy had these guys had one I just have one question for the Niner fans, and I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm not, I'm not going to bag on anyone or anything like that. Here's here's my question to the Niner fans: Who is the face of your franchise? You're 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 looking way too ahead if you're talking about face of the franchise. 
we're not at face of the franchise level right now. We're at foundation exactly. building and hole and hole plugging. We're not at if, exactly. If, if you're like if if you were sitting here, if we're sitting here talking about face of the franchise, then it's the wrong conversation because the 49ers aren't there. Like not there right now. It's all about plugging as many holes as possible. And and we've it's similar to the Rams. We are we're we're not one player away from playoff contention. We're not even two players away from playoff contention. What we're trying to do is get out of a out of a what is a total of what, how many wins have we had in the last two years? Two to six. I mean, I don't even know. If we had two, two last year, and I think four, like seven, five the year before. I mean, that's not. I, th- I think that's a that's a, that's a that's not a question we shouldn't be asking ourselves at this point. You know, without a doubt, and that's and that's and I agree with that as the as the uh, as the uh, resident absolute Niner hater. Um, I that's that's kind of the point that I agree with on the fact that um, I think there's a difference, and I and I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't know if the Niners, I. The Niners, I, honestly, I think the Niners and the Browns, quote unquote, won the draft. There's a difference between winning the draft and or at winning least the, the first season. No, nope. no one, no one's yeah, gonna hand exactly. out trophies for winning the draft. <laughs> winning yeah. that, without a doubt. And you got all they did, but I thought what both teams did in the first round was you guys just built up a really steady foundation of, of good defensive dudes that can help you guys out. Yeah, this year though. For both of those, not that anyone gives a shit about the round, Browns here, but for both, I just see similarities because you guys had a similar first round. But there's not neither of those teams have anyone that's going to do anything this year. The, the Niners aren't going to go, you know, twelve and four, and the Browns aren't going to go thirteen and three. Like you know, what I mean, they're going to have sub losing seasons. But now that you guys built that foundation, now all, now you guys are that much closer to having that being that one piece away. You know what I mean? Being that, you know, if you guys drafted a quarterback this year, I would be like, okay, well, you guys are the, the Bears. You guys are fucked because there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Like, you guys picked a quarterback and you shouldn't have because you didn't need, you know, you didn't do that this year. Focus on building the foundation and then go to the quarterback when there's a quarterback heavy uh, year. Yeah, I think I think that's more I think that's where that's two two to three years down the line. I even even as excited as I am about the draft, and even though I did feel like we won the draft, I still my best expectation is between four and six games. I mean, at the most, I'll be I'll be ecstatic if we get to six. I'll I, my head will explode uh, if we win six. I mean, I still really think that there's just that much work to do. And everyone we've got, I, I'm I'm really happy with what we did in free agency. I'm really happy with what we did in the draft. But it it you know they it, it we'll see we'll see next Sunday. I'll tell you how I feel about this team in January of next year. You know, because that's that's when I'll know how I feel about how I feel about what the 49ers have done. And, every, and all these guys are, as far as I'm concerned, while they're all super talented from where they came from, they're all unproven in a 49ers jersey. And we're not going to find out till September. That's kind of what I was talking about. You know, it's I mean, there's just there's just so much more. There's just so much more time and so much more development that you guys need. You guys are literally two or three years away from even having a winning season. Oh yeah, I and that's think... and, that, and that's and that's realistic. And I just keep hearing this, like, oh, like you guys are just like basically re- like about re- about ready to like suck John Lynch off. And like, come on, man, like he, it's called beginner's luck. <laughs> Let's see in a couple more years what you got in here. Let's see what happens next year, the year after that. Like, you guys know. need a lot more, baby. I, I you need a know. lot more, dog. I, I agree. Like, the bear, the bears, the bears choked. The bears were crapping down their leg, and you guys got lucky on that pick. I'm telling you right now, like it ain't gonna happen every year. It ain't gonna be like that every time. Well, hopefully, that was a cakewalk. Ho- ho- hopefully, we're not in the second the second pick of the draft every year either. That's the, the goal is not to be in that position again. But uh, having said that, let's go over to Pete. Pete, I want to hear you. How do you feel about your the overall the overall Raiders draft? Uh, it. I feel. I. I honestly don't know. I mean, I believe Reggie McKenzie when he says that this guy's gonna be good. 
Um, I like the safety pick. Um, I mean, he's a big guy. They're trying to do the – he could be the camp chancellor uh, of this, of our defense. Um, I like the corner. Um, I still would have liked to have a linebacker. I agree with – I almost agree completely with Coy. Like, I, I lot like, the, the, the 10 minutes of highlights I watched on this kid from North Carolina, I'm like, he ain't making the team. <laughs> like, just, like, nah. I mean, as much as I love fat athletes, they're my favorite, but you know, <laughs> <not gonna> <laughs> <laughs> who, who doesn't love a nice fat athlete? Dude, I'm, man, <laughs> who doesn't? Baseball I was going to say guys. baseball. I love, I love a fat baseball player. <laughs> Those are the best. They are the I mean, best fat baseball fat players. Yep. <laughs> the best. All right, Louis. Yeah, no, Mullenbach is not exactly the fat athlete uh, choice position. <laughs> So, Louis, let's go to you. Overall, Rams grade, you know, you, you got CCC and, the, oh, and then uh, one B. Bleach Report gave you a B. How do you feel about the Rams draft? Which is insane. I don't know why they would think a B would be the appropriate draft grade for us. Uh, I was on my football app, and uh, it's called The Score, and that's where I kind of get a lot of my news. And I got uh, – they gave the they gave us a D. I kind of see C minus to D in that range. Uh, I have – no sort of, uh, you know, rose-colored glasses or whatever that term is. I have no sort of those on. Uh, it was a bad draft. We didn't We didn't really – only guy we got that really, uh, you know, approached our weaknesses was Cooper Cup in the third round, who is not going to come in and be a playmaker that's going to change our offense from the start. He's just an extra weapon to have – he's just an extra guy to have on the field. Um, he's better than what we have now. So, but, I mean, we have no – I mean, really, we didn't – But you have receivers? Until- yeah, yeah, Cooper Cup, <laughs> and uh, that's about it. So, uh, so I mean, yeah, we didn't upgrade anything. We didn't upgrade offensive line. We didn't upgrade our, our secondary. We didn't upgrade. And Cooper Cup is a minor, minor upgrade in our in our already depleted receiving core. I mean, yeah, no, we're 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 gonna be bad again. Like I said, so four, can I ask a question? I didn't do my yeah. scattered report on Cooper Cup. Is <laughs> that seems to be your mo? Is that guy five eight and fast? Did you excuse me? Excuse me, who? Who didn't do their research on Cooper Cup, sir? No, I, I, no, I will say, uh, no, I, I, I honestly don't even know. How to, I think, I, I think he's, uh, I don't even know how Eastern Washington. Yeah, Eastern Washington. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to oh, think of his. his uh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, have you not seen? Oh yeah, he's the whitest kid that there is. <laughs> He's such a white dude, but like that, and that's why I kind of I see him as that like he you know on paper like the Colby's like he's a he's a good route runner, um, he has sure hands, uh, which we really saw in college, but <laughs> as of now, small white fast guy more clearly. Wait, what'd you say? You just basically described every small fast white guy. <laughs> yes, with Colby, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt. I'm hoping he beca- if he becomes anything like Cole Beasley, I'll be ecstatic. Like that's my bar as a Rams fan. That's my bar right now. Like I just want a Cole Beasley, and I'll be happy. That's how like to- that's how sad it- this life is, you guys, as a Rams fan. So, so, just so you know. So hold on, before okay, so before we do, Coy's uh, offering some words of wisdom. Coy, why don't why don't why don't you? Why don't I you, love it. Why don't you break down what you were what you were writing on uh, Skype so that our, our viewers can hear. So all I'm saying is, you know, there, there's that old saying, and it goes that a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. I mean, they give, they give a lot of formation leverage to a lot of offenses. They, they contribute in blocking and receiving game. So they can do a lot for you. So, I mean, I, from what I see, 
I see Jared Goff, who didn't have a good year last year, but he's still learning. My brother actually coached him at Marine Catholic in high school, and then he went on to Cal, had a great career, and I'm sure he's going to be in the. I'm sure he's going to be good in the NFL, man. He's not going to suck. You got Todd Gurley, you got Tavon Austin, now you got a good tight end, and you have an okay, like decent offensive line. That sounds like a good recipe right there. I'm just trying to add a little bit of hope to it. I'm not trying to. You know, like I'm not saying like this dude's gonna like change everything, you know, but like it's gonna help. I think it's I think that was a good move, man. Honestly, that's greatly I appreciated. Really no, I, I I love the hope, and and trust me, man. I mean, I, you know, I I play up the uh, the cynicism a little bit extra in the off season. Come the regular season, I'm the ho- most hopeful guy you'll see. Uh, and no, I agree, man. And look, having having a big bodied athletic tight end, which is what he is. The dude is actually a. If you look at his combine numbers, he's a pretty freakish freakish uh, athlete, which I'm in, I'm down. I don't think it was a bad pick. I just don't – I didn't just – I just didn't see the immediate logic of, hey, let's take this guy. Now, again, it was a deep tight end year, so maybe – and that's where I say maybe they saw something that I'm not seeing. And they said, you know what? Let's get this big body tight end and this big body weapon that can – right away, Goff can start making a, you know, a, a relationship with and a dynamic with and hopefully come something out of it without a doubt. I just don't, you know, like I said, I, I think there was a lot more glaring holes in other parts of our game. And, you know, but I mean, then again, we had, what, the 30th worst offense. So maybe that's a step in the right direction. There's only one way to go up. There's only one direction to go from here. You know what I mean? Like, you can't get Honestly, any worse. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get pretty Exactly. <laughs> Being 30th right overall, you're, 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 you're should be, you should be headed in the right direction <laughs> from here. A good, a good, sol- a good solid, <laughs> a good, solid athletic tight end will definitely help your, your cause, I think, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. All right, Max, let's go to you, buddy. Uh, final thoughts. How, how do you feel overall about your, the Bears draft? Uh, well, let's see. When, when, this really when it happened. I thought like F minus, minus, minus. Like it was, it was bad. Uh, but I think when I sat down and I thought about it, you know, um, the Trubisky thing, it, it, I mean, realistically, the, the, draft, the draft will hinge how we look at it in the future on, on what Mitch Trubisky turns into, you know? If if money Mitch or big money Trubs or or Trubby Trubby you know the Teletrubby I don't care um, <laughs> if 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 he becomes if he if he becomes a ten year starter and he becomes a guy that that you know if he becomes a Joe Flacco regular season and won't put it in the playoffs let's not talk about that but if he becomes anything like that a a, a quarterback that that can you know that, that can lead your team if if he becomes that guy that'll hinge on the entire draft. Looking back at it, you know, the one thing, the number one thing we needed is defensive backs. And we addressed that with a guy that, you know, broke his leg last year, you know, and, and we got him in the fourth in the I believe it was our fourth round pick. Uh, that was what we that was our first defensive back we took, you know, and that was that was frustrating. That was irritating. Um, but outside of that, we got a, we got a good third down back that is somebody for a quarterback, hopefully Mitch Trubinsky in, t- in a year or two, uh, to throw to. We got a big freak athlete of a tight end, 6'7", 270, run a 4740. Like, that's a crazy good athlete. God. He played D2. You know, he's, he's, he's a guy that, that, you know, can if we can develop him, is an insane asset to have. You know, and then we got uh, an offensive lineman. We I liked our offensive line last year. I thought outside of left left tackle, which just wasn't a great draft this year, I thought we addressed some things. And I think as of right now, a C minus or a D plus is probably about accurate on face value. But we won't know. This is not a draft class that's going to produce next year. This is not a draft class that we're going to look at next year and know exactly what happened. We won't know until two, three years down the line. And is that enough to save Pace and Fox's job? We don't know yet. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Gentlemen, 
Well done. Kick ass. Uh, happy draft weekend. Uh, that was really awesome. Thank you guys. Coy, thank you so much for coming on for the first time. Love it. Definitely want to have you on again. Max, same with you. Definitely want to have you guys on again. You guys, That was fantastic. Love having those the contributions. Love the passion. It was great. Love all the insight. Thank you so much. Pete, Pete, you're like practically a regular member of this goddamn thing at this point. <laughs> he's like, turning out that way. I know, he's, I'm still in the car. Yeah. On my phone. <laughs> Pete's like on every other week now. Uh, we'll come back. We still need to do. I I, I promised uh, Pete and Coy that we would come back and we talk about this Marshawn Lynch thing. So we're, we're, let's do one. Maybe. Oh man. Yeah. Let's let's we'll sit down and talk about that a little bit later this week. Hopefully we'll have some time. We can talk about Beast Mode in the black and gray. Beast Mode. The only Seattle Seahawks player I ever liked because I hate that fucking team. So uh, <laughs> the only one I ever liked. Uh, Raymond, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis. All right. And you can find me at uh, Rudy Solis third, Rudy Solis three on three RD on Twitter and Instagram. Louie, where can they find you? Uh, I'm at actually Louis B on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Corey, Pete, I, I didn't ask you guys ahead of time. Anything you want to promote, plug or announce? Anything you want to, you know, then you want to promote? Hey, check this out. Check that out. I, you got your school. Why don't you, why don't you plug your school for us, Coy? You know, um, actually, as of right now, I got nothing for you. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe over the next couple months, and maybe next time we talk, maybe I'll have some for you. But right now, I'm good. Cool, Pete, you're good too, right? I'll catch you at the bar. Exactly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, you can I'll find them at the bar. You can find Coy <laughs> next to bar. Pete at the bar. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there drinking tequila or whiskey or both. Oh, I love yeah, all yeah, of don't, don't hesitate to buy either of us a shot. We accept gifts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for being on the Goldcast. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, this is the Goldcast.